2: racerxonline.com The original Moto podcast featuring
1: legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis.
3: Welcome to the bto sports.com racerx Podcast presented by Fox Racing. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis, as usual, your host, and uh, this is the Muddy Creek Wrap-Up, btosports.com. Proud sponsors, fifth overall this weekend of Andrew Short and Matt Gerkey, who had a good first moto. btosports.com, use the code PULPMX to save yourself money on anything they have, just about anything they have anyways, and uh, whatever you need for your biker body, btosports.com has got the best prices around, brand new website, mobile phone friendly people. Mobile phone friendly. And uh, so while you're sitting there in the office, you can indeed order up a, a new helmet. And, uh, of course, Fox Racing, foxhead.com. Brand new 2015 stuff dropping soon. Kenny Rocks and Ryan Dungey are dominating the 450 MX class with Fox Racing gear. Some of the best stuff out there. Check out their uh, their brand new line of uh, of gear and casual wear coming out soon. And uh, foxhead.com, we welcome those guys on, on board, as well as btosports.com. All right. Welcome. All right. Here we go. Muddy Creek wrap-up. On the line with me, uh, the RacerX online editor and my boss, Jason Wygant. Yeah. And joining us also from WPS, Hawking Fly Racewear. Uh, he was at the race this weekend on the btosports.com VIP program. The Jason Thomas, JT, what's up? What's happening? Do we need to pump up this VIP program a little bit? Sure, why not? Okay. People can do what? Where can they go to read uh, the basically It's good to hang
0: out, hang out with the team for a day, um, wear a team shirt, hang out in the pits, go you know, watch the races with me, uh, basically get to see how the team operates and be a part of it for a day. So, pretty unique deal that, go, that we have that the, uh, I've been running for my second year now.
3: The VIP guy you had this weekend, what was his name? His name was Brandon. Brandon was very excited about the, the, the view he got to watch the motos from. Yeah, he got hooked up for
0: yeah. sure. I mean, it's uh, there's there are definitely uh, perks that I can you know find
3: little nuances and stuff that other people aren't going to get to do. So, what cool. if someone wanted to meet Filthy Phil Nicoletti? Could you make that happen? Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. Like with stuff
0: like that. Um, I mean, after the race and stuff. Like during the race day, I try to avoid that stuff just because a they're not on my team, so I don't really go barging in their area and. You know, be there, they're trying, they have a job to do. So, but if someone's uh, a race, huge fan, easy, you can
3: help them out. Yeah, yeah, of course. After the race, it's very right. easy. Um, yeah. uh, so, where do they go to find out more about this?
0: Uh, you can go to, you can email me, um, uh, Jason36 at AOL, which everyone loves my, web, my email address. Yes. Or you can go to BTO Sports
3: com slash VIP. And uh, do you have to tell them, hey, don't talk to Shorty, he's a huge dick. Do you have to? Do you have to sort of warn no, them? No, as as we know, he's probably
0: the nicest guy in the pits.
3: Oh, uh, it's I've seen Shorty with the VIPs. Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, what do you do for yeah, work?
0: he's he's more into it than they are.
3: People are like, back off, dude. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, quit hounding me, Shorty. Right, beat it. Uh, hell of a guy that Andrew Short. All right, yeah. Muddy Creek Raceway. Uh, Raceway. Uh, J- Weej. Muddy Creek to me, second year on the circuit. It's falling into that Freestone area of things. Nobody's a fan of the track. It's not the worst thing ever, despite what Weston Pike tweeted out. It's sort of... It's cheese pizza of the Nationals.
1: I think the only advantage it has over... Um, where Freestone was is that Texas is a weird... Well, Texas is a weird place. I don't think I'm saying anything people haven't heard before. Oh, great. Right. Gonna, here we go. Really yeah, turn it's, war there. it's over. Texas is it's always like this uh, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Like if you hold it in Texas, it will come, it will work. And But the success of any of those events in Texas is always like, uh, dare I say, eh, they're good. <laughs> yeah. You know the, but, but it always sounds like this massive pot of gold. Like I don't think in the end Freestone didn't draw a massive crowd. It was like if you just get a national in Texas, look out. There's awesome tracks. There's so many riders. There's such a huge... But it's like, I feel like in Texas, people just stay in their own zone. They don't, maybe it's because the state's 24 hours of drive from, right. from one and the other. But I think that's the only difference. Track wise, maybe it, the reviews might be similar. But I feel like people aren't necessarily pumped to be going to Texas. But I think the crowd at Muddy Creek is pumped. I don't know about the riders. Their probably review is maybe yeah. the same with both. Yeah, I'm but talking I think about. Off the track, people like Muddy Creek.
3: Yeah, I'm talking more about the track itself. Uh, yeah, the f- terrific fans, great fans. And, um, uh, you know, I am going to
1: get literally slaughtered by someone from Texas. Now
3: you are. Yeah, good job. Like I will be strung up. But, yeah, they have frontier justice in Texas. Yeah. You ever seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Um, uh, I guess literally, I will be seeing that soon. And and obviously, with Tri Cities Airport being uh, five minutes from the track, like all it's convenient, you know, which is which is a big part of things for these teams and riders. So, um, not all of us have the money to fly into Tri Cities, but some of us do.
1: It's really weird. Like, I feel Here bad for Freestone at times because people are like, dude, it was so hot. But there are tons of nationals that are also hot. And they're like, dude, it was out in the middle of nowhere. I don't think you probably drove much further there than you did for half of these races.
3: But Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, it's pretty far. Freestone was, was even pretty worse? far out there. I think so. Freestone was far. It was pretty far. I went to Houston. It was and about I... two hours to the track. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess that is worse. I mean, I was saying, you know, high points probably a little over an hour from Pittsburgh, yeah, I guess it is even yeah. worse than all that, but those.
3: but anyways, it's it's I don't think it's anybody's favorite track, yeah, yeah. but I don't think I mean it's not terrible. I mean, I thought Weston Pike saying it's the worst track I ever rode. I'm like, come on, Weston, really? So you didn't specify a race track or practice track, so you're telling me every practice you, you haven't written any worst practice tracks, Weston? Come on,
0: I think that was a little bit of an exaggeration,
3: yeah, it, it's it was. I mean, they it, it had rain during the week, so that the first practices were pretty muddy and sloppy. No, no, that was from watering. All from watering? No, because yep. they had rain. I landed on Friday, and it, yes, it was pouring. I
0: understand that, but that was from watering. It was not muddy. Come on, I'm telling you, it's, it's called this Verified, and
3: I've had this yelled at me by people who were there. <laughs> I mean, it was pouring rain when I checked into my hotel in Johnson City, or wherever that, I was. Right, we
0: talked to people who were at the track.
3: Yeah, and it did not rain there, or very, rain very little.
0: It was it was completely fine, and then the watering uh-huh. began.
3: Okay, well, they overwatered it. Yes. <laughs> um, and then it kind of got pushed off a little bit, and so it made for a slippery, hard base. And JT, the uh, it was a tricky track, like it wasn't easy, and that's why I think we saw these gaps of the the huge gaps between KTM guys and the 450 class and everybody else. Like because it was tough yeah it
0: reminded me it reminded me of uh what we see on the GP tracks a little bit honestly um, very ruddy, not mm-hmm. much track maintenance on lots of very uh significant parts of the track, which I have an issue with which we can we can discuss, but um yeah I, I thought it was a uh, very difficult and very technical uh, mm-hmm. track for the guys it's slowed the slowed the racing down quite a bit in some areas yep. Yep, uh, good crowd again, Weege,
3: good crowd.
1: Yeah, the crowd was good, the crowd was loud, so, yeah. yeah, but as far as the track, I mean, honestly, if you just watch it, like, watch it on TV, I mean, I don't think any of it looked like, dude, that looks so fun.
3: Right, right.
1: Like, man, I would love to go through that muddy, sticky, choppy, tight corner with a 50-foot-long run, that, I would <laughs> love that.
3: <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. The, the, uh, the first turn, too, three out of four motos we saw p- crashes. That took out some big names. And I remember last year there were some crashes, too. So, JT, is there anything they can do about that? I mean. Uh, change the first turn? Yeah, but can they? Will they? Should they? Sure they can. Everyone else has. Okay. Do you think they should? Thanks for thanks for helping us on this pod, by the way. I do, yeah I, I see I immediately you're in a great mood, so that's awesome. Um, no, no. I, I just think it's very simple to to. Uh, Okay. Figure out that you need to change it. Am, am, am I right in saying, and I'm going to write this in my column? Am I right in saying like they should look at this? This yes. Okay. Thank you. That's I mean, all I need. I
0: can't think of a start and four motos now where there hasn't been a significant pileup. Can you? Uh, what do you mean? Four motos on Muddy Creek? Last year and this year. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I meant eight. Oh, my, my apologies.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, I think their second 450 guys got or second 250 guys got through all right, didn't they?
1: The last motor of the day. I was far away. Okay. I was
3: actually on my way. I
1: don't remember last year, but I've even heard we had a couple of our guys that have. I know, JT, you're pretty familiar with the track yourself. We had a couple guys go a year or two ago, you know, for one of their bigger races, the Ultra Series, whatnot, and they're like, oh, yeah, we were just watching pile up after pile up. I actually was in the um, MX Sports or AMA Pro Racing or whoever the heck (laughs) it is that's running these races. Hot topic now. I was in that rig at the end of the day, and. Carrie Coombs, Davy's sister, was asking Langston, like, "Okay, what, what's the deal with this first turn? Like, what needs to change? You know, what can we tell these guys to work on to to fix it? You know?" And yeah. Of course, the hard thing about motocross is you're going to hear 50 different yeah. reasons, right?
3: I like the uphillness of it. That's cool. But.
1: Yeah, it's like the obvious thing is it's a 180. That's too tight, right? But I don't know. Like so I've heard some people say it's actually just the way the soil's prepared, where it makes it too easy to knife the front end, and then that. One guy, you know, one guy crashes in the first turn, and thirty guys hit him. Heard quite a bit. There's a ledge on the on the side. You know, it's kind of when they come back onto the start, you know, it's a little bit off camber. Yeah. So is it like that causing a problem? Is it that the outside isn't worthy enough, so everyone has to go to the inside and they hit each other? Like, yeah. Easy to say there's a problem, but what is the solution? I guess is the hard
3: part. Angles too sharp. Yeah.
1: So you're just that's saying it's too tight in the turn.
3: Well, I think like you would think a start like that a 180 would favor the inside gates, but it doesn't. Because it comes in, so the inside dudes are going in. The outside dudes are coming in. You know what I mean? Yep. Everyone, everyone's
0: going towards each other.
3: Yeah, like yeah, it should be. That ledge is forcing the guys on the inside to move
1: to the middle. Yes, and everybody in the middle is trying to get to the inside.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. They everyone's I mean, angled for the middle of the turn. And it just causes a big pile.
3: I, I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, like you know, crashes happen. First turn crashes happen. Skill. It takes skill to avoid a first-turn crash and blah, blah, blah. But it seems a little ridiculous. We're getting a lot of crashes. So, you know, I mean, I guess I remember when I was there, and you know, one, dominating with Kelly Smith. I mean, we didn't have these issues. We, my, you know, Kelly just got the whole shot and took off. So I wasn't prepared for this sort of I stuff. See. Yeah.
1: You were prepared for a lot of things, I would imagine.
3: Right, right. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, all right, uh... Man, what a what a Okay, let's start 250s I guess. Let's start with 250s right away. Well, no, let's start with James Stewart. Let's start with James Stewart. We didn't hear anything new in regards to his WADA suspension, but he had a two first turn crushes. What are crushes. you talking about? Water burger. Um but uh I don't I mean he was fast, but I don't know like Hard to say. I guess hard to say how he rode JT with two first-turn crashes. We saw he rode great until he crashed in the second moto, and the first moto he did a good job coming from the back. But uh, that was still the talk of the pits, this deal.
0: Yeah, it uh, definitely was the hot topic of conversation, I think, for everyone. Um, I thought he rode really well. He, he was kind of uh, – his lap times weren't what the leaders were, but he was also in traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the question for me was, were his crashes, did it have anything to do with the the Adderall situation, which I, I heard repeated over and over, and I don't yeah, know.
3: Yeah, I, I did, too.
0: You know, I don't know what to make of it, but I kept hearing it, and people <laughs> obviously were using those crashes as their proof, you know. Oh, he's, I know. He's clean now, and he's crashing
3: again. Well, we, it, it's, it's all these guys on, on these teams are our friends and stuff like that, and we like them, but the lack of education among some of the teams I talk to is just frightening. Like, they are just. And you're not just
1: talking about what this particular situation is. It?
3: Well, I mean, <laughs> I, no, no. but let's just refer to that. Like, you know, okay. I think that, you know, Davy Davy Coombs has done a good job of outlining what's going on. I think the press releases have done a good job of outlining what's going on. And, and you know, I still had people thinking like it was from Lakewood. You know, and I'm like, no, what? yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, no. And then people are like, the, you know, MX Sports just needs him to sell tickets. They should ban his ass, and I'm like, they can't. They cannot do that. Like, just read a little bit, people. Like, okay, like I'm on a team, and I'm mad that James Stewart's cheating, and I'm mad that he's racing and he's beating my guys. I'm mad. Shouldn't I not do some research and find out exactly what's going on? Apparently not. No, I feel like often the attitude, at least in this sport, and
1: maybe it's in other sports, but I don't know. It's the only one I work in, is often, actually, no, I think it's the American way. Nowadays, actually, I don't need to know the information. I already know what my opinion is, and I know it's right. So I don't need to worry about these details. Uh, I don't like him. I don't want to be racing, or even if you don't like him, or I like the guy, but I feel like if he's found with a bad substance, my opinion is he should not be allowed to race. Hence, I don't care what the rules are. I don't need to read them. I think he shouldn't be here.
3: Well, yeah, um, and I just—I I was
1: surprised how many people were asking me this weekend about how the. You know AMA Pro Racing, which is actually owned by Daytona, which they AMA sold. Like that wasn't that long ago. That was 2008. Right. I am surprised how few people even understand that. I, yeah. I understand casual fans. It's very confusing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah.
1: I thought insiders, when those series were being put up for sale and there were bids or who was going to get the nationals and all that, that was a big deal. Apparently not. Ah, people have forgotten. I had um, a guy.
3: I had a guy who's who's a very high up at a at a at um, an aftermarket company sponsors a series. Uh, Um, tell me that that's bullshit. He sells tickets. We need him. That's bullshit. Straight up? Yeah. That's bullshit that he tested. That's bullshit that they would do anything for something stupid like that. We need him. He sells tickets. Oh. Just like, That clause in the rule book. Well, there's that. There's that side of things. And then there's the guy saying, burn him at the stake at halftime. You know?
1: (laughs) So. There's two things that get me mad. There's two things that get me mad. These really don't have anything to do with the Stewart situation. Situation. Um, specifically. The first one I get to know is when people say PEDs don't help in supercross. They only help in motocross. And I'm thinking, we've heard every trainer for the last 10 years use the word recovery over and over and over. Oh, you can't go too hard on Wednesday or you'll be flat on Saturday. But somehow people still think, I guess the riders don't do anything during the week. And then at the 20-minute mark of a hot outdoor moto, they kick in. PEDs kick in like a reserve tank of nitrous oxide and give them extra speed. And I'm like, wait, but you hear all the riders in Supercross say, oh, I've ridden, you know, 17 races in 18 weekends. I'm tired. That's where PEDs would help during the week. So if you said that they do not help in Supercross, is ridiculous. Second of all, it also gets you mad when people say, why are they testing for this? It doesn't make you twist the throttle any harder. No. James Stewart's a great motorcycle rider. Well, no one's saying he's not a great motorcycle rider with or without the PEDs. We know he has unbelievable talent, skill. All these guys do, they're professional athletes. That's why they're there. They all can ride a bike very well. That's not the point. No one is claiming that James Stewart is the 900th fastest guy in the world, and then he won high point because of this pill. But it's competition, and these guys are close. And if someone gains 1% over something, you have to... Look into it. That's why there are rules in a sport. It's not like in baseball. They're like, well, if you throw it within five feet of first base, we'll just ah, close enough, right?
3: Right. Yeah. That counts.
1: Like you have so, to go to the inch because it's that close. The more I think things get mad. Sorry.
3: The more no, I, I I'm with you. It gets frustrating when I was you know walking around and talking to people about this. There's some people very upset and they don't have the facts. I get that you're very upset, but at least know what you're talking about. You know. Um, yeah, I know
1: that PEDs would help you. If you've ground yourself into the ground on a Wednesday and Thursday, and you have to race a supercross on a Saturday, and I'm not saying that's not the type of PED Stewart took. Like I said, this yeah. isn't specific to the yeah. Stewart situation. It just shows everyone's complete lack of knowledge of how this stuff works. Yet they still get mad.
3: So really, we're waiting on these Lakewood tests, aren't we, Weege? That's what we're. That is the magic bullet. Mm, or now I'm not
1: so sure. Why? I think it might actually. Uh, it's one of those whatever comes first. I, I think that. I think the bigger situation is going to be whenever, I don't know what the term is, a trial. He goes to court with wada, I don't know what the, the term is. I think that's going to be the bigger deal.
3: Well, why? If, if Lakewood tests come back positive, you know he didn't fill out a therapeutic use exemption. Well,
1: we already know he didn't fill one out here, and right. here we are, and he's still going. So
3: Okay, but he's going to have some issues from motocross series. He's going to have some so issues in is, is but if he is guilty, whatever the term
1: is. At Wada, there's one thing we know for sure: he will be declared ineligible to compete in any professional sport anywhere on Earth. So that's pretty much all you need to know.
3: Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's you're being dramatic now. Now you're being like Matlock. Well, why? why what do you mean it's not going to happen? It's not going to happen for an amphetamine. They're not going to do that for an amphetamine. There's really? no way. Okay, he gets at least a few months. Okay, minimum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. I mean, I, I, I mean, all those guys with Dick's,
0: Dick's vapor rub inhalers, they got four months. I mean, yeah, they're, yeah, no, they're not no. going to mess around.
3: Yeah um, guys cold metal what I got
1: that I – you know, obviously, okay, we all heard a lot of misinformation or people like we're saying they don't know what's so, up, but the more I learned this weekend, just from various conversations, the more I learned that it's worse than I thought, I think, his situation. One thing that really opened my eyes was I heard this from like five or six people like I was under the belief, "Oh ADHD, you just go to your doctor and say you get a problem." and they're like, "Here you go. Here's some Adderall. It's not quite that easy. Like, there are multiple levels of treatment for
2: mm-hmm.
1: ADHD or ADD, whichever or both, and Adderall is near the top. Like, that's not the first thing that happens. Yeah. So it would require, apparently, multiple doctor visits, a lot of consultation, a lot of ins and outs to determine that you need something that potent. Right. Well, and to think that you would get to that point, yet it would never cross your mind to, hey, wait a minute. I might want to mention this. And other said, dude, when you take those drug tests, they ask you straight out. Well, hey.
3: That's, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. I got a text from a guy that's been drug tested. And he's like, yeah, they ask and you, and they freak out. They need to know everything you took, including did you eat any steak? Because perhaps that had some hormones in it from, you know, from the factory.
1: Yeah, so you're going through, you're jumping through a lot of hoops to get Adderall, Yet somehow you're forgetting all those hoops. Yes. When they yes. ask you point blank. And also, if you look at you saw a ban list, it not only says amphetamines and adderall, it says or any drugs used or pertaining to treatment of ADD or ADHD. Like they say it three ways. They say amphetamines and
3: adderall yeah. and ADHD medicine in plain English. J T, what what was your question? We each talked over. I was it, I was yes.
0: wondering opinion which is worse if he if he fails the Lakewood
3: test or passes the Lakewood test? It, uh, in my opinion, if he, uh, if he fails the liquid test, it's worse. But
0: if he, if he passes the liquid test, then that means that it's not a condition. He used it specifically for that event, correct? That would be, that would be my argument as to why it could be worse if he passes the liquid test.
3: Um, no, if you know what I'm saying? They're both bad. Yeah,
0: if he passes, they're like, "Oh, well, we
3: thought this was a condition that you had to take it yeah, all the time." Yeah, yeah, I'm for. sorry, claimed. I, I misspoke. I meant that. I meant passing. Right, sorry. Uh, yes, I, I, okay. passing is worse. I, in my opinion. Passing is worst. <laughs> is worse because so, then it you're shows like intent well, yeah.
0: to deceive. Correct. And,
3: and can, hey, people out there, stop sending me the video of him taking a pill on the starting line. Thank you. Stop it.
0: What is he? What was that? By I the
3: way? don't know, but it's not like some super ADD pill right before the gate drops. You know, no, I understand, but yeah. I, was, I mean, it's a legitimate question. What is he taking? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? But I've seen it. Thank you. I'm good. You're not going to address it, though? Well, I don't know. It's, it's, it's ridiculous to think that this is the ADD pill. That's ridiculous. Nobody's to think. saying it's ADD. Oh, no, no. People it, on Twitter are, sure are saying that. Means. No, no. People are telling me that they caught James Stewart. Well, that They're out. wrong, but or, I just wonder what it is. Yeah, I don't know. You riders, quote-unquote, are nutjobs. Could be anything. Um. All right, well, look, yeah, well, it's going to be interesting. It's still going to be interesting. I still stand by the fact there will be a fine and some loss of points, and we'll all move on. But uh, I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. You're now thinking it's way more serious, Weege.
1: Yeah, because obviously I know that we are just pro, pre-programmed because of what we've seen yeah. the AMA or whoever's running the races. I guess FIM in some cases in the past, not really carrying things out that, that harshly. But, man, this is wada what do you know about them? They don't mess around.
3: What a burger, man. bro. What a burger.
1: The more I'm hearing about, Do you have about, a trial
0: like, date or appeal date or whatever that is called?
1: What's funny is I think there's actually two things. There's a provisional hearing for this provisional suspension. This provisional suspension, by the way, he could have even raced a GP over the weekend had there been one. Because mm-hmm. until you have your provisional hearing for the provisional suspension, you're not actually suspended. And then there'll obviously be, I guess, a much bigger one or one later that would determine the ineligibility or not. It's just.
0: From Are you one proposing on the or same... that James is going to the GPS
1: with RV? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's okay. Gonna squash that.
3: Squash Do that you delivery. think that Feld Motorsports is saying that we should suspend him right now for six months? Right now, but but come Anaheim one, make sure he's good. <laughs> I, I would bet that that is what is going on behind the scenes, because our sport is so effed that way. So. Uh, be right about that. Uh, it is. I, I guarantee you, that's probably what's going on, and that and that disgusts me. But that is what's going on for, for sure. There's anyone. If
0: there's anyone suited to deal with the circus.
3: It's Feld Entertainment. Put it that way. <laughs> nice. Um, all right. Let's get to this. Let's get to this race. Uh, uh, Cooper Webb, Blake Baggett, um, JT. You bet on Jeremy Martin winning the title. You're getting a little worried, though. You're getting a little Twice. worried. Twice.
0: <sighs> I would. Say that, yeah. I mean, I would consider anyone, any uh, sane human being, to be a little concerned at this point.
3: Baggett's on fire right now. His starts are decent. He's like, he was fifth or sixth, both modals, and that's all he needs. They're not terrible like they were before.
0: Are you changing your tune? What do you mean? Well,
3: Saturday morning, you were very, very much against anyone worrying about this. Because, what did I tell you? I saw this at Buds Creek last year. I got on, the Blake Baggett is coming. Hold on, everybody, after Bud's Creek last year. I was there. And then I said, wait a minute. He's not there. He's not back. There's issues. Well, now, this was Saturday morning. Now, Monday morning, he has won uh, four out of the last five motos. And who knows what would have happened on that? <laughs> who thought? That, who thinks that he was going for the same move in the second moto? Right? We all did. That he did in the first moto. So, yeah, he could have won it. Yeah, yours. yes, yes. Yeah. He he could have won again, and so then he would be on a five moto winning streak. But as it was, he fell down, and there's then the comical thing of errors there. But um, yeah, JT, I'm I'm now like, uh oh, you know, because he's he's put he's put two races together now, and Red Redbud is a good track for him also. You put three together. Yeah, he it actually is won um,
1: Lakewood, if you remember.
3: Yeah, but I was sort of like, eh, one good moto, one bad moto, four one gotcha. for the overall.
0: Yeah. He's No, I think uh I think Red will be good for him. I think that uh it'll also be good for Martin. I think this is back to <clears throat> the kind of dirt that Martin excels on. You know, Buds Creek,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Millville, Red Bud are all this fairly similar type dirt. Um mm-hmm. and I, I think Martin still can bounce back from this, but really the the biggest issue Martin's been having is just his starts have gone away. Yeah. So if they can if they can fix that problem, then I think they, that the rest of the problems will evaporate as well. And I don't know that he beats Baggett straight up. You know, I don't know how that's going to go. But I'd like to see it. Starts with yeah. a clear cut
3: problem at the moment. There was another guy, Ryder, in two thousand seven, got into the points lead, looking good, going to take the title home, and his starts just went away. Just went for poop. As soon as he sort of realized, like, hey, I can win this thing. Another guy that happened too.
1: Were it starts awesome before that?
3: They were good. They were decent. They were yeah, decent. Sure they were decent. They were that. decent. And, uh, and uh, your 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 color commentator there, Weech, put it together to win the title.
1: Yes, ripped it from his hands. Yep. Timmy, correct?
3: Yes, Tim Perry. Um,
1: okay. Could have been talking about Shorty. I mean, there were a lot of guys. Yeah, I know, but Alessi.
3: Timmy starts went for shit as soon as he basically became the points leader. And I and I can't help but th- and they were decent. They were always sort of his Achilles heel, but they were decent, so so um yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's some of it, J T. You, you 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 win the four motos and you're like, oh my god, like I can win this. Ah right?
0: Yeah, I mean I, I was we know, I was very much on board. And I, I still think that I still think he I mean he has he's still in the lead, you know? Yeah. And I think his biggest I don't know if Webb even winning this weekend, I, I still put baggett ahead of Webb as far as um who I consider the biggest threat for whatever reason. I just think Baggett's been down this road more, you know, so many times he just knows how to seal this thing, uh, versus Webb. So
3: Webb was great he though. He has
0: a seventeen point lead over Baggett. Yeah. Um, you know, all was not lost for by any means, but he definitely, you know, like I said going into last weekend he needs to turn this thing around. He's gotta stop the bleeding here. Because I, I just feel like Baggett's going to keep getting stronger, and if Martin doesn't
3: respond, uh, this thing's going to slip away <laughs> sooner than later. Weege, Webb rode great. Uh, probably should have won the first moto, but Baggett rode terrific, terrific to get him at the line there. Um, but I do. I, Webb rode great last year, his rookie year, there at the track. And I, and I, I don't want to take anything away from his ride because it was fantastic and good for him and I'm happy for him. Um, but I think a little bit of his win, a little bit of his speed, he's got a lot of laps on that track.
1: Uh, I I know he does. I almost feel bad sometimes when guys win like that because it does almost discredit the victory uh, to a degree. Um, on his starts have sucked this year. He's ridden awesome, so I kind of feel like this was something that was going to happen at some point anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he probably was like we're kind of alluding to like he did win and, and awesome for him for that. You could still probably make the argument that Baggett was still maybe the better guy by a little bit. So. I don't know if the level was that much different. If he went out there and won every race by thirty seconds, I'd be like, Well, okay. Yeah. But you know, I feel like he was faster than the guys. He's pretty much been better than all year. He finally got starts. Uh, so it's, maybe he was a little bit better, but I don't want to take anything away. No, I think I'm, he
2: just, just has been straight I'm up
1: not, good all year and
3: I'm not at taking some point it away. Win
1: something like this.
3: I'm not taking it away. I'm just saying. He was great. And he's been and, a top four guy all year, you know, basically. Yeah, and I guess you
1: have to factor in not even just familiarity with the track but even like in general i'm sure he was pumped up you know i'm sure late in those races when it was a battle those people were going nuts that's probably gotta help
2: mm-hmm.
3: things like that probably he was too. he was on fire in that first moto there like he was like fifth or something and he was yeah. just like i am going to the front but i yeah. think baggett i think baggett i've yet to study the lap times that closely um but i i would bet baggett is maybe a little bit in better shape he seemed to I bet you the last five laps, Baggett made up, uh, you know, a couple seconds on him. So, I don't know, maybe you're thinking a little bit too much, too, if you're Cooper. You're like, oh, my God, I'm going to win my, mo- my first moto, you know. Um,
1: I think Cooper finally had starts and was just like, dude, I have a chance to take the lead. I don't think in the first yeah. five minutes he was thinking about the last five minutes. He was just thinking, I'm going for it now.
3: Here's where I'm worried Baggett's about Baggett
1: is probably managing it a little bit more.
3: In the second moto, Martin, you know, he was s- top seven or eight in the second moto off the start. And those guys just pulled away. It was a hard track to pass on, but, you know, Marvin Muskan basically pulled away from Jeremy. Um, So, I don't know. I'm kind of, like, that was, you know, the first moto, he crashed in the first turn. All right, okay, whatever you can do, you can do. Uh, But that second moto worries me a little bit if I'm a Jeremy Martin fan.
1: I think those guys came in just way ahead of everyone in their outdoor prep. And now things have evened out a little bit. I mean, he's not going to get waxed, but he doesn't. I don't think even if he does get another hole shot, you're going to see the, uh, four, cor- four corners later, he's
3: yeah, gone. He's gone.
1: Yeah, okay. I, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I mean, he's still, he's still good, yep. but I don't think that kind of gap, I think part of that was just some of the guys weren't as ready as they were. Mm-hmm. Now that everybody's kind of where they want to be, it's leveled off.
3: Hey, JT, Bogle's good. Bogle. Yeah, he is. I mean, Bogle's he
0: got good. lucky with the Purcell baguette crash, the second moto. Well, I don't want to say lucky. Well, yet, but, he but he would have got third anyways.
3: He would have got third anyways. I thought Purcell was ahead of him, no? No. No, he had gotten Purcell at that point. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's obviously much improved this year. Yeah. I, I, we've seen him on the podium all year. So, yeah, uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with
3: you. Better than better
0: than I expected.
3: Purcell is uh... – did he lead both motos? Did he lead the second moto?
0: Briefly. He just right Briefly, off the start. Yeah. yeah. passed within, like, three turns.
3: Okay, yeah. But – To lead both motos to going uh, 3-4, not a great day for him, Weech. I still think he's better
1: each week. I think by week he's still improving. It's probably not as much as he maybe would want to be at this point. Mm -hmm. Because I know that he always looks like he's not trying that hard, but you can tell when those guys get behind him he's using his craftiness to stop them. And then when they pass him for, like, the next two or three corners, he does go pretty
3: nuts to try to get him back. He he was not going to let Marvin Muskan by. Well, I mean, there, to hold other story. He, he would rather, yeah, he was going to, you know, launch his bike at Marvin if Marvin got anywhere close to him. <laughs> um, so. Do we think he
0: would have won the first moto if he didn't stall it?
3: No. No, I don't think. No. I thought he had a good shot at it. He had a gap. I don't know. Web was coming. Bag was coming. I, I'm, I'm still, are you guys, are, I'm still a little, I don't think his fitness is, is, is where it needs to be compared to Baggett, Webb, Martin, those guys. Bogle. Do you guys agree?
1: Yeah, I do. And I think if you watch the way he rides, I think he's even riding to almost compensate for that. Like, he's even said that the way he wants to do this is get the starts. Yeah. Ride his pace. Hold the guys up. <laughs> so he doesn't have to go all out. Right. And then he'll have more uh, later. So is that just he doesn't train as hard, or is that just a byproduct of not racing for this long, or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. So I think even he knows that if it's just a race of sprinting for 35 minutes, he's not going to win it that way.
3: Seeley rode well. Broke a little bit of a bad luck run form, or a bad finishes run form. 6'8". Good good job by him. Uh, welcome back, Dean Wilson. Huh, JT? Uh, you're going to find yourself on the ground in the first moto.
0: Yeah, it was... Uh, he rode well. I mean, you keep avoiding that on that yeah, start. Yeah. Um, but he fought hard. I mean, he's obviously... Kinda trying to regain his form he you know didn't get to do much for a few weeks there and these guys are all mid-season form now so uh i think you'll you'll see him continue to improve um you know he's never ridden that muddy creek track before too so all those guys had a year well other than purcell had a year of experience on that track uh so yeah i i thought it was a overall it was a good day for him and and somewhere to somewhere to start
3: from really you know yeah. he didn't really know what to expect i did not know what happened to anderson but i read racer x online the day Said he got a banner in his rear wheel, so. So you're saying it was a banner day. It was <laughs> the Yeah, not good for 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 <laughs> for J and, um, uh, and Justin Hill uh, had a wrist or grip problem or something going on with a tendon. He was losing grip in the first moto, and that's why he dropped back, and then he didn't start in the second moto. So we'll have to see if Justin Hill is out for a little while. Um, but getting back to Wilson, um, I called him a shoe in for top five. JT, why do I continually? I just have a lot of faith in continue Dean. Continue to be wrong? I think no, that's
0: self-explanatory.
3: I continue to have a lot of faith in Dean Wilson. Like, maybe too much. Wait, what? I mean, I just called him for a top five in our pre-race podcast. Wait, do you, you want to go back to the Daytona from Supercross? No, because, I mean, going into Supercross, he's my title guy, and I saw some alarming things, so then I was like, okay, hit the panic button, it's over. But then I, I you know, he comes back, and I'm like, he's, Dean Wilson, he's gnarly, he's great, he's a one past national champion, he's got to be a shoe-in for top five, first race out of the gate, you know, he got seven. Uh, in the rode second for two weeks. I guess, I don't know, is he going to, where is he going to get to, JT? Like, is he going to get to where he's winning motos?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. if he stays healthy and yeah. has a, you know, a smooth run, which, barring any huge setbacks, <laughs> yes, he will win something by the end of the year, no doubt, no doubt in my mind. Okay, alright, and Weed, you agree?
3: Okay,
0: we can work with speed. Yeah. Well, no. I, the problem is, can he avoid that setback? Because it's it's, it's not even his fault, but just seems, things are not going
3: his way. You know, that, a,
0: that's the thing I I worry for. It's been a two
3: year it's, run can of he things. Avoid that, the pitfall. Two years of things not going his way.
0: Yeah, I mean, but you look at the things that are happening. I mean, his his bike blowing up, his 450 blows up on the face of a giant. You know what I mean? No, it's this stuff's not his fault. So I I agree with you, but at the same time, you know. Mm-hmm things that are not his fault you can't you can't put the blame on him for having stuff like that go wrong
3: yeah i'll continue i'm gonna then with those words i will continue to have faith I, i mean give
0: him some time there was no way i put that's why i was kind of you know warning you off of that this weekend and just because i think he would have even told you is he really ready to come out and and just Go for it at Muddy Creek, no, but yeah. he, he's bored. He doesn't want to practice anymore. He won to race, and the title's over. His deals are signed for next year. He's, there's really nothing to worry about as far as lowering value, so he just wanted to go race, you know?
3: Mm. Okay. Um, well, it's been a rough stretch for him. I'm going to keep the faith. By the way, I did call Cooper Webb for the win. So You did? Yeah. I called the top three in you the 50 You did, yeah. Um, not that anybody really cares, though.
1: You called Webb for the win, really.
3: I did. I did. I remember how great he rode last year, and he was a rookie. I think he yeah. went like three. He crash? I think, in one moto, but I think he got a third. I think he led for a while. or He was coming up. I don't, I don't know. He rode really great there. I know, and I know he's spent some time on the Muddy Creek track, so.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Okay. What are the odds that he becomes the best racer ever?
3: Well, certainly on track.
1: <laughs> okay. He's got <gonna> to win. So... <laughs>
3: believe me j t was uh we were mentioning we were talking about that uh while we were watching the moto. it took a little while, but that man Incredibly was a right. terrible prediction
0: <laughs> um hey it's just, well, I shouldn't even say that it's not a terrible prediction, it's just ludicrous to even mention
1: yeah it's I think we we laugh about this so much that it almost sounds like we're insulting Webb. It's only the best rider ever part, like if he had said yeah. it turns out to be really great, we'd be like, yeah, definitely see that yeah, but uh, Best like better than Carmichael. I, I think. McGrath, move over.
3: When a 17-year-old Ricky Carmichael comes out at Gainesville and goes 1-1 one, one, or 1-2 one, beats, I think he went 1-2, and then he comes out at Hangtown and he wins again, you're like, okay, wait a minute, here. Maybe we got something, you know.
0: Yeah, well, Carmichael never lost an outdoor title,
3: No, but I'm saying when he was number 70, you know, like.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm know. Just saying he's never lost right. a title, even his first year, so Webb's already minus one. Well, this was last year. The, the comment was made last year, was it not? I understand but I'm saying right, at this right, point us,
3: right. us looking back on it.
1: We we uh, just laugh at the hype of the yeah. The young uh, the young amateur fans.
3: Anthony Rodriguez got a ninth though. That's good. Right?
0: Yeah, what he got yeah. eleven
3: nine? A Thirteen nine. 12, yeah.
0: 13, 9 sorry. Yeah,
3: good good job by him uh coming back. He's just gotta keep it on two wheels, right?
0: That's, yeah, I guess there was that's... a big uh a big battle between him and Savacci for NTF bragging rights about who would do better. Oh uh, yeah. Kudos to, Andrew, to uh, Rodriguez uh, for, for winning MTF, that back.
3: the champion, they just produce champions. That's all they do. Definitely.
0: Well, I think you, you have this, uh, Club MX is the same way, but you have, it's, it's an interesting dynamic that you have these young kids that are, you know, on their way to being superstars, really, that are, you know, all living together and practicing together and, and training together in these tight confines. So I'm sure there's an incredible amount of, you know, smack talking going on every day. Yeah.
1: You mean like A. Martin Filthy Phil?
0: God, can you imagine? Yeah, but they're even a little bit older. You know, yeah. these kids; these these are like kids. You know, they're eighteen years old, maybe even younger. All so, living together. You know, probably parent no parents around. I hope there's. Uh, I, I hope they
3: they just pass the peas when asked. Because we've seen <laughs> things go sideways at riding compounds. Touching that one. We've we've seen things go sideways at riding compounds when you don't pass the peas. Um, no, uh, uh, can you imagine? Um, each Alex Martin, and Phil's drive home. Where they oh, just geez. tell each other how much the other guy sucks. Uh,
1: four or so hours of that. <laughs> just two of them in a
3: <laughs> dirty old
1: van. You,
3: you made a joke about them Probably going into the ditch. Watty
1: gear in the back.
3: You made a joke about them just flying in the ditch. Just, just that's it. Ending it. Yeah, just grab the turn the thing into the ditch and do it. Alex told me Somebody he said, an,
1: oh. "I think was it Phil had said we're going to roll, just roll this thing." <laughs> I Alex, can't remember.
3: Alex told me it was an embarrassment to his team. <laughs> on this day twelve fourteen. 14 oh, and then I asked him to do an interview as Phil because I didn't know Phil was there then he started telling me how his second moto didn't go so well because he had too much cake this week and he's got to lay off the cake he needs uh, to lay off the ground that's what he needs to lay off of and it will be fine what happened to Phil in the second moto he told me he asked me not to write about it but I think he had some bike problems I don't know
0: uh, him and Brayton and LeMay were all right together the yeah. JGR train
3: Yeah. Um, LeMay got Brayton the last lap all right, well, hey, we're, we're 40 minutes in. Do we want to move to four for these? Can we move to four for these?
1: I got one other rant I need to go on.
3: Okay. All
1: right, I got my two PED things. Um, you know, they don't help in Supercross. They just kick in 20 minutes in on a hot day in a national moto. Right. That, that, that one gets me mad. Um, and, oh, they don't allow you to twist the throttle harder, so just let them use whatever they want. Also, I had a guy come up to me and say, this is a guy who prides himself on being a stat person. He's been a behind-the-scenes stat geek guru for a long time. And he's like, Man, I just hope Jeremy Martin doesn't start riding to protect that points lead. I want to see these guys battle. And I'm thinking to myself, What as you know, one of my biggest pet peeves is counting points. You know, well he'll just go one one and he'll just go two two. Baggett made up twenty three points in three motos, the last three motos before he raced the Muddy Creek. And Martin didn't DNF, he didn't crash, he didn't have a horrible day, he got a couple of sixths and a second. That's he all it takes outdoors to make up one entire moto worth of points.
3: He cr- he did crash in the first turn, but yeah.
1: Anyway, no before muddy creek.
3: Oh, he crashed at Colorado.
1: Wow, yeah, yard sale. As I'm saying, well, he had like just, okay just days calm out there. Yeah, calm he was down. fine. He had okay days. He got a couple of sixth and a second. Bagot won those three motos. Bagot made up an entire moto right there without Martin even having horrible days. So. When people start trying to count the points outdoors, are you kidding me? With two motos, you can make up, especially in that class, you can make up points so quickly. Baggett has gone from, what, 49 points down? No,
3: 53. He was 53. 53.
1: Yeah. To now 17. And you could say that Martin has had one terrible moto. He's had that first turn crash. The other ones have been, dare I say, (laughs) eh. Right. Not terrible.
3: Yeah.
1: It's not like his bike is blown up. It's not like he got hurt. I'm just, we go too nuts on the points and thinking guys can back, you cannot back into a title after four rounds. No. Twelve.
3: No. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah. There you go. Hey, Kyle Cunningham rode well. Eight. First moto. Good for him. Um, I had a few people tell me that, uh, um, they wanted me to sign media disclosure agreements. More than a few people. Oh. Before I entered their tent. Weege, I understand you had someone tell you that too. Um. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. one, one of the factory teams. Yeah, they said they were actually going to make one.
2: Oh, okay.
1: With crayon. <laughs> with crayon. Yeah, with crayon and draw like happy faces on it. But they. So yeah, I think um, that might not more, be.
3: Easy. So let me ask you guys your, your opinion on this. So Kyle Cunningham, people know I do I do side work for X brand goggles uh, on the weekend. Um, Jimmy Albertson, Ben Lemay, Kyle Cunningham, I build their goggles, drop them off, talk to them, whatever. Um, helps me, uh, I'm a freelance guy, helps me get to the races in case people didn't know. So, Kyle Cunningham is still on Moto Concepts, um, although they're, st- they're helping him out, but he pits with the Peters team. Grenade energy. Um, people were telling me, like, you should not help Kyle Cunningham anymore because of this ridiculous thing with, with Tony. I, I don't agree with that. Do you guys think so? Should I tell Kyle Cunningham to F off? No. Okay. No. Okay. No. All right. I agree. I don't, I
0: don't agree with that. Right,
3: right. Poor Kyle never did anything. He didn't get me to sign an agreement.
0: Okay. No, and I don't think Kyle would be on board with what happened either. So
3: Yeah. All right, let's take a commercial break here at btosports.com, Racer X Podcast, presented by Fox Racing. Use the code PULPMX to save yourself money at btosports.com when you're checking out. And also, listen to this commercial. Save yourself money at Racetech. I know you need some suspension work. PULPMX 2014 saves you money at Racetech. And, of course, Fox Racing, official gear of the guys that we're going to talk about next. See you after the commercial break. Btosports.com RacerX Podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey, I want to talk about privateers and what they choose for suspension. Yeah, that's right. Some of the top privateers, most of the top privateers out there choose Racetech. Long been supporting the world's fastest privateer since 1984. Michael Leeb, Vince Fries, Chris Blow, Cody Gilmore. And many other guys uh, choose uh, Tech Suspension, and they've been a long, around a long time. And their, their work stands for itself. Don't forget, people, at least uh, change your oil in your new bike and use Tech to do it. Some of that stock oil isn't that good. Race uh, Racetech's the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 30 years they've been supplying racers, riders, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. Paul Thie, the owner of Tech, one of the smartest guys out there. And uh, the creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Racetech. Go there. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Racetech.com. Thanks for listening. And we're back on the Racer X. BTOsports.com Racer X. Uh, podcast presented by Fox racing, uh, four fifties. Wow. Uh, there's, there's uh well, let's, uh, let's talk about Tomac. That was more than I thought. JT obviously was what you thought. I didn't think he could beat canard. I didn't have him anywhere near canard. Well, I shouldn't say near. Uh, I didn't think he could beat canard.
0: Yeah, I thought he, I thought he would be right there with him. I didn't expect him to beat Trey as convincingly as he did. No, but I did have him third and Trey fourth. So, right. Um yeah, I, I mean nice, I, nice. I,
3: if you look at
0: all I was really going off of is really last year and I think the Tomac is is really, really good. He didn't uh, ride uh, four fifties last year. He, he didn't 50s. ride four fifties J T last year, so he's I hard to go off that, last year. I was year. going off of the the comparison of him and Roxon last year. And I didn't think he was ready to beat Roxon yet, but I really think that mm-hmm. he's he was better than Roxon last year, so I didn't think he was gonna be that far off. Mhm um so yeah i just i i consider him to be one of the best guys and he you know he's not ready to win yet which we saw but uh it's coming soon Uh, he'll be right there
3: i I didn't think he'd be this good this fast um weed what'd you think
1: yeah i'd say i was a little surprised actually um obviously tomac an awesome rider you expect he's going to be good soon i just didn't know what happened quite in the first race i mean the first 10 minutes or so of that first moto i'm like uh, are Tomac and Canard just gonna wax everybody. <laughs> I mean, they were pretty far ahead. Yeah, because Roxxon fell. Dungey had some work to do. Uh, I mean, for a little while, I thought he was just gonna win it. Yeah, no, it was, I didn't think. He I think the that telling
0: thing for me was Tomac's lap time in practice. That was what sealed it for me.
1: But I didn't expect that he, either. Like, I was surprised by that too.
0: Yeah, well, well, that was you know my prediction came after practice. So I see. I was kind of like, yep, he's he's here, he's ready to go. I mean, you know, that was that was yeah, really the telltale when he's when he's able to jump into the middle of a series and go out and set the fastest lap time. You know, ahead well, of uh, really good guys, uh, that that showed to me that he was at least ready to make some noise.
3: But it's just, I mean, you know, his fit. I'm not saying his fitness wouldn't be there, but JT, you know, the race intensity is not something you can jump into and just get. But well, clearly you can. Yeah, you know.
0: and, but I think you're talking about Tomac too, who. If anyone's going to be in shape, you would expect Tomac to. So um, I just kind of took all that into consideration, and he didn't win. I mean, he, they, you know, yeah. Dungy and Rox, Roxen pulled away considerably. They were a minute ahead. Moto, yeah, so. they were a
3: minute ahead in the second moto. So.
0: Yeah, so it's not right. like he came out and
3: dominated or anything, but, I mean,
0: I expected him to be really good, which he was.
3: Um, I asked Kenny about it after the race. I said, Man, you know, were you thinking, oh, here's the number three guy again. You know, he's back, and somebody you're going to have to deal with. And I was surprised at how much Kenny wrote him off. Like yeah, whatever, like yeah I still beat, we still pulled away pretty good and whatever. and I'm like, oh, okay, all right, wow, all right, well, he beat you last year, and <laughs> I was so I was a little surprised by
0: the uh, the Instagram photo that Roxon put out on Saturday night. Um, what was it? man it was a little uh, I don't want to use the word cocky, but man it, it, I almost <laughs> I almost have to it's, what what, what uh, was it? I don't even know. He posted a picture of the results and the, the time basically you know the times of the finish okay so like yeah. let's say ken roxon first uh ryan dungy minus six right. se- or plus six seconds
2: yeah
0: on and on and on and you know and then had tomac 59 seconds and on and on um and he said something like uh man the, sh- the field sure was spread out today something something to that effect and it was just a, uh, it was a little uh i don't know i just never seen that from roxon before kind of uh a little bit arrogant kind of like i'd I don't know what point he was trying to make. Like he just showed everybody what time it was, kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, he was, quick, he just, was It struck me as a little
3: odd from him. He told he was quick to tell me after the race that he fell twice. I didn't even realize that in the first moto.
0: Yeah, so, I, yeah. I don't know. It just struck me as a little, a little, a little immature from him. My feeling on it is, and and we've seen this from other guys is when you're the man, when you're leading the points, and you're winning races. You don't have to tell people you're the man. Like people know it, people can see it. It's right. not hard to figure out. The only thing you accomplish by going around telling people that you're the man is just people resent you and they think you're a cocky prick. You know. And I'm not saying that's what Rock did, yeah, but that's, know, but, that's yeah. what you accomplish by doing it. So it just seemed a little weird to me. That's all. And well, I, you know, maybe he didn't. He just didn't think it through or whatever. I'm sure he was. uh You know, I'm sure he's. In a battle with his own in his within his own
3: team to establish dominance, you know, I, I'm sure that's well, part okay. of it. But that's funny you say that because if you go back and listen to my post race uh interview with Kenny, again where he mm-hmm. sort of wrote off Tomac, right? And, and and I should state like I really like Kenny and I said I've said many times too. that yeah. I would sign that guy to a million dollar contract, he's the future of the sport, blah blah blah. But so in the post race interview, I said to him, Hey, Kenny, like do you ride any differently you you know you're with your teammate it's clear that you and Ryan Dungy are um, are uh, the guys um, you know on the team and are in this, in this title chase and he's your teammate and how's that going and do you ride and Kenny misunderstood obviously english isn't his first language but he misunderstood and he goes i don't feel like i'm the number 2 guy and i'm like whoa 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 i i never said that i i just meant like your teammate your other guy you know but it struck me as weird i'm like how would you why would you think? Like yeah, like, my question, how, where would you pull that out of my question? How would you pull that right. out of the question I asked?
0: Like, I, I, yeah, so clearly know. clearly, it was on his brain already. I think so. I think yeah. so. I mean, I, I just have never seen that from him ever. Yeah. Like a, a, tw- a no. picture or anything where he, he seemed that arrogant. As, you know, I don't know. It just seemed like he was rubbing it in people's faces a bit, and I'd never seen that from him before.
1: Is think- there a chance he might have meant, I mean, high point, the racing was really good in both motos. I mean, those four guys were going at it. Um, I mean, Stu won, but he was close. Like you said, those guys were on him, and then Stu would pull away a little bit, and Kennard was giving those guys
2: mm-hmm. pretty
1: much all they could handle. So did he more just mean they went from really close battles every lap of every moto, where, and then it definitely wasn't like Kennard, who was battling with them the last time, wasn't even close this time, that type of thing?
0: Yeah, I think maybe so, but it's still...
1: It maybe didn't come across that way. But I don't know if he necessarily meant, like, look at how I keep everybody's ass. It was more like I was battling with everybody two weeks ago, and then all of a sudden today we were all spread out.
3: I think I think the high point was harder packed, not as ruddy, you know. Um, I don't want to say easy, but easier than Muddy Creek. And I think we saw this weekend on a tricky track that really rewarded guys, you know, I don't. I don't want to. I don't, I
0: don't know. I just don't. I don't. I don't think it's the best move to go around telling people what you do. What you did, you know. I just don't. Wow. I don't think there's much to gain from that. I agree with you on that. I, mean, I definitely like, agree with you on that. We're yeah, going to
1: yeah, put it you know. It's never going to come across as awesome. Yeah. No.
3: Well It's going to. No fun. one's going to be pumped on it. It's going to super fire Brian Dungey. Oh wait, probably not.
0: Oh. <laughs> no. And and I talked to Chad Reed about this too because I think Chad has been. Oh shocker! I think he's been in the same shoes where Roxon is. You know, comes from overseas. Uh, super young, starts winning, um, and I think Chad learned this the way, you know, we kind of were echoing each other is you don't, you don't tell people how good you are. People, people will figure it out, and they'll respect you more just from watching what you're doing. You don't go around telling people how awesome you are because it can only bite you.
3: Nobody, no like, to it. nobody
0: liked Chad Reed early on. Absolutely, but yeah. he was very—he was very cocky. The yeah. way you yeah. know, I, I don't think Roxon is cocky like that. But that's the way it came across to me, right. and I was looking at it objectively. You know, so yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm well, sure you know. I, like I said, it was an isolated incident. Maybe he didn't mean it that way. I just it struck me as strange.
1: I think people liked Reed, and the same thing with Roxon. When you're potentially going to knock off the guy who's won a lot, that's fine. Like yeah, yeah. Roxen going after Villapoto is fine and Reed battling with Carmichael, who was also hated at the time, is fine. But then if you eventually break through and then win it, which Reed eventually did, and then Roxen might just do it here, I can flip in a hurry.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, like right now it's cool because, oh, well, Dungey usually checks out if Filippoto's not there. Now we've got a challenger. This is awesome. Or, I mean, halfway through Supercross, Roxen was right there. This is awesome. It'd be different if he's champ at some point. D- got to be careful.
3: Full credit to Dungey in that first moto. Rode great, rode great, man. Pulled away, you know. And he made
1: the quick passes well, as soon as he yeah. got to the guys. He yeah. really did
3: it.
0: Yeah. Second, well, Roxon fell. Yeah, but
1: yeah, but he didn't. He had to get Tomac and and Kennard, and I know he's probably going faster than anyway. But there was not any of the Dunge getting around these. Like he just passed them as soon as he got to them.
0: Yeah, Do, do we think that
3: Roxon would have won or no? I do. Yeah, I probably do, too. Hard to say he wouldn't have. Right. Yeah. but, but the, Yeah, but then again, I, I got accused of hateful disdain for America on Twitter yesterday. So. Well, I think that's accurate in any situation. Oh, really? Thank yeah. you. Okay. Uh, man, if you're Trey Kennard, kind of like Lakewood, you got to be a bit bummed, you know? You're that far off after... I think
0: you, you could see it on his face on TV that he was bummed. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I, you could literally see the expression on his face... Now that was a perfect word for it. Is just, yeah, bummed. Like wow, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Not not the worst day of his life,
3: but just not what he expected. Um, Andrew Short, fifth overall. He just did what Andrew Short does. We just just I was surprised he got fifth overall at the end of the day. Like when I was like, okay, yeah, I sure he had a good day, whatever. Fifth overall, just, just that's what he does. JT. Uh, yeah, I mean, you good know, first turn crashes
0: helped him. But he rode strong. I mean, he got sixth in the first moto. Um, James got him at the end there. Um, you know, well, I didn't want to say right at the end, but James got him. Uh, and then the second moto, he, he was strong. I mean, he was in shape, which was a huge part of it. Uh, and he was just steady. You know, just like you said, just what Andrew Short is. He's just there. Yeah.
3: Um. Yeah, that was good. Uh, JT, when when do we push the Dean Wilson Supercross panic button for Chad Reed? When do we push it? He had a week uh, I'm off. not really ready. He had a, he had a week like off. He had a week off. Yes, he fell in the first turn. But there were guys around him that fell in the first turn that went by him. Uh, okay,
0: and, and I, I'll okay. give you this. Okay. If going into Muddy Creek... Here we go. We, I for this? didn't expect okay. much because I know he hates the track. And he doesn't like it. He doesn't... And, and with Chad, if he doesn't like something, he's probably not going to do well. It's just how he operates. So... If he doesn't do well in the next three races, which are his favorite races of the year, if he's, if he's still in that same 8 to 12, then yeah, it's, it's game over. I, I, well, I don't want to say game over. That's harsh, but we're not <laughs> going to see a huge improvement, I don't think.
3: Breaking news. Uh, I, I think breaking next- news. JT says game over for Reed. Weege gets Dallow on it. Right yeah, we'll put this the subheadline <laughs> <laughs> once we M- put hey, up this podcast. Make one of those red banners. Yeah, yeah. Breaking- very, very top. <laughs> Thomas. I mean, says, when I, say, when I said that, over. I meant him being in the <laughs> top three or four. Let's do a battle you right know. now. Just pissed that we brought that up. We each just
0: no, it was my fault. I said it. Uh,
3: uh, no,
0: I, I, I meant game over for him battling for a podium. Yeah, yeah.
3: Of course not game over. Um, but his best
0: three tracks are coming up the next three weeks. So this is it's it's now or never, in my opinion.
3: He, I thought he'd be better. I know. Okay, so he doesn't like the track and all that. But still, he got up in the first turn with Grant and and uh, and Mookie. Grant got eleventh. Mookie got fourteenth. He got 16th. Uh second moto just kind of rode around in 9th. You know? I don't I'm am not Just you tell me the big red button is here. I pushed it for Dean. Let me know when I need to push it.
0: If he doesn't if he doesn't show huge improvements by Millville,
3: press it. You can just sit on it. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Um Pike, one good moto, great second moto. Uh Good ride by Pike. Man, he crashed he sh- on the start. Yeah, in where? in the first Mike's moto. Yeah, he did. Yep. Yes. Definitely. With with Grant and those dudes. Yep. Oh. Hey, Grant got got a six in the second moto. It's pretty good for him. There was the yeah, Brayton. He rode well. Brayton He's came back.
1: Quite consistent, actually.
3: Yeah, because he fell in the first turn, and still got eleventh. So that's that's a good ride. Nothing wrong with that.
1: I feel like almost every race, he, it hasn't been the typical Josh Grant. Like he's 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 getting he's fast at Muddy Creek. To too. He was uh, on average most of the time.
0: He was fastest qualifier. At least he was in the first practice anyway at Muddy Creek last year. Mm-hmm. He had the fastest lap time, so I, I knew he had speed at that track. Um, you know, the first obviously the first moto crash hurt him, but he was, he rode well.
3: Um, Pike fell in the first turn. I, I I don't have that in my notes. My bad. Need to correct that. Tenth place, then—that's good. He's got to just stay upright. He's been—he's been fast. Big battle right now. I was talking to the RCH guys afterwards, and they—they and they are watching this battle for fifth with Grant in the points with Grant and Metcalf and Weston. Like they want this bad, so they're already into it. You know? Yeah, too. I think top five in the yeah. points is a is a good bargaining chip. I mean, that's that's. Do you, do you think he goes
0: back there just, next you know, year? On.
3: Do you think he goes back to RCH? Or are they waiting on Tickle? What do you think uh, happens?
0: I think they're. I, no decision has been made, and I have pretty close to the situation. Nothing's
3: well, yeah, decided. that's why I asked you, because you and Weston are bros.
0: Yeah, nothing's been decided yet.
3: How come Weston doesn't stick around after the race, dude? That guy is gone. After he was blow. on my
0: flight. 5.55 <sighs> <sighs> p.m., we were guy. out of there.
3: All right. Uh, same
0: Weed, with Gorky, same with Short, yep. same with Reed.
1: Uh, Weege, Brayton,
0: Brayton's
3: return?
1: Yeah, what? from what I saw, um, he was gone too, but Chase I caught up to them. Uh, not happy with the second moto. I mean, was it 15th, something
3: like that? Uh, second moto for Brayton was uh, 15th. Yeah, he looked a little winded. He did.
1: Yeah, that was um, – I think that's a tough one to come back to. First of all, I don't think that track is his specialty, those conditions. Mm-hmm. The ruts and all that. And then to come back from a knee injury, that's probably also not the best conditions. Mm-hmm. It is what blows my mind. Like I watched that race, and I'm like, dude – and especially in practice, there our guys just feed off the pegs and tucking the front end and cross-running and crashing all over the place. And I'm like, there are some tracks I can go out and ride on. This one I wouldn't want to. Like, it is just effing ruts all the way around. Mm-hmm. But then, like, Cooper Webb wins. Like, these guys have ridden, so, have ridden ruts so many zillions of times in their lives. Like, it does, he doesn't even think of it as being an issue at all. It means nothing. It's no different than, like, right. jumping a triple to these guys. Just not even anything. For some of them, but then, dude, you watch those, you know, the unseeded practices and whatnot? Yeah. Oh, it was gnarly. You know? Yep. Less than half of the riders were making it through the corners clean, that, like that section after the start that led to the finish line. It's actually amazing the few guys that get through, and it's like, I, I'm sure if you ask Cooper Webb how bad with the ruts, he'd be like, what do you mean? Right, right, right. Uh, was there, was um, there an issue? I don't even so, know.
3: So, Nicoletti's three-race deal is up. They're not taking him to Red Bud, but he said he'll be at Bud's Creek. They gotta take him to Red Bud. Come on. He's had a couple of bike issues. He's ran up Are front. Pay for it? <laughs> Corey's got Joe's money. Dad has money. He's got it.
0: Okay. You should call Joe and tell him to just,
3: I, just I, pick I, it up. I would call Joe and I would give him some advice too on some football plays as well.
0: Um Yeah, the Raiders. The Raiders clearly follow your advice.
3: Um but yeah, what do they do actually. Take take Phil. Yeah. Free Phil, hashtag free Phil. Well, this is the downside of this plan. Like, here it is. Yeah.
1: We're back onto the debate over this. This is, this is the choice that was made. There's a good chance he was going to do well outdoors, and then his season just over.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, he isn't
1: on a team that goes to every race. He's pumped to be there when he was, so this is the downside.
3: Did you ever talk to Dan Bentley at Factory Honda about the fill in?
1: No, I never ended up seeing him. but oh. These pits are way too spread out.
3: They are. I heard, uh, I heard today, like, I was like, Noren, this weekend, yeah. I haven't
1: seen the Cowboy guys in a while. I'm going over there. Yeah. And I want to talk to Reed's crew about the Stu situation. So, how is it? Yeah. Um That's all the time I had.
3: Yeah, JT, to, to what you just said, I was going to bring that up. Uh, Guy B on Vital is reporting that Norin has the gig. After yeah, he's actually,
0: Norin put out a press release on his website.
3: So, Frederick Noren, filling in for Justin Barsha. Yeah. Starting this weekend. Good for him. That's awesome. They should, they should. I
1: asked Phil, and Phil said it was going to be Townley. When he heard.
0: Nope, it's done. It's announced. It's uh, Norn.
3: Um, that's good. I like that. I like these factory guys. Given, like full privateer out of a van, literally. You know, they did p- pull Townley out of you know whatever he was doing, or or Phil out of a JGR ride or whatever. This is a guy who was in a van, and now he has everything taken care of for him.
0: So kind I think of- they like to help the uh, you know the factory guy from another country. I think there's I think there's influence there sometimes. Yeah, like, well, uh, yeah, we You know, Sweden Importer calls, hey, man, you know, this is our guy. He's our champ. Like, can well, you help us? You know, I, I think they like to keep it in the Honda family if possible. one wrote a KTM. Like, I know he's on a KTM right now, but he's, he's been on a Honda for years out of Sweden. Well,
3: And he was on a Suzuki, um, though, since then, too.
0: Anyways. But right. do you understand where I'm going with this? He started on a Honda in Sweden. When he won his titles, then he was on a Honda.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. By that logic, I mean, I think they can maybe call up Osho. Osho is from America. You were a moron. He was a former factory rider. Apparently, that's all it takes. Call up can't, Doug Hoover. Obviously you obviously
0: didn't follow anything I said.
3: Oh, I followed it, all right. I followed it right into the trash with that idea. So, okay. Let's talk about a guy who wrote from a Honda to a KTM, not a KTM to a Honda. Jimmy Albertson. JT, he was better. He was better on the KTM. Maybe, maybe there's something. He was better. Yeah, there's something to that, right? Qualified good, possibly. Uh, he was near the top ten in the first moto, then he fell at some point. So, um, and congratulations to to Jimmy on the uh, KTM swap, swap. Looks like it's so well.
1: Ironically, it. if Jimmy had ridden the KTM earlier and had done better, he would thus put himself <laughs> in a better position to have gotten a factory Honda.
3: Yeah, or even ridden better on the Honda, right? I don't know, they already gave him a shot, although he was injured for it, but yeah, I don't remember Jimmy ever even being in the running for it, so. No,
1: I don't think he was this time, no. because yeah. we all like Jimmy a lot.
3: Kind of, yeah, yeah. He wasn't his killing it. kind of kept him out of that conversation, I think.
1: Yeah, he wasn't killing it <laughs> the first couple of weeks.
3: We all love Jimmy, but that, this is true. He was yeah, not killing so, it. Yeah. Uh,
1: if he had ridden like this, maybe at the first couple, then, right. then maybe he would have been, I don't know. I agree with you. Um, so he needed to not ride a Honda to get the Honda. <laughs>
3: Dude, yeah, right, exactly right. <laughs> uh, Chisholm showed up, twelve twelve. good ride for him. Uh, off weekend off for the Canadian Nationals, so he drove up there on his Dude, practice I bike. I
2: saw
1: Chiz was using his 2006 Toyota Tacoma that he won back when Toyota was sponsoring top amateur riders, that he won on the Toyota Amateur Development Program back in his amateur days. <laughs> drove it up from Florida, bike stuffed in the back. Mm hmm. You know, gear bag inside a trash bag, just in case it rained. You know, truck has 140,000 miles on it, still running it, still using it. Yeah, uh, it was. I was pretty impressed with that setup.
3: No, it's good. Twelve, twelve, and twelve, twelve is good, right? Yeah. I mean, don't you guys think, JT? Do you agree? Good, ride?
0: Yeah, he got a uh, he got Brayton and um, Phil right at the end. Yeah. Um. So it was good. Yeah. I mean, much better than he was. at, I, I thought he was. He looked a lot better than he did at Glen Helen. So he's. Yeah. Definitely improving.
3: Yeah, Glen Helen I thought was went pretty rough for him, you know. But
0: I think he got 14th overall, did but, okay. you know, this was definitely better. Um,
3: LeMay, 15-14 for LeMay. Gurky did good, JT, in one moto. That was a good ride by Matt.
0: Yeah, he did, and he, he got sick in between motos and was uh, throwing up. And all sick kind of, the,
3: of, stuff, sick so. of
0: the ruts? <laughs> no, he was throwing up in between motos. So
3: Hey, Sipes went down in the first moto when he was like, I don't know, was he like 10th? Was he 12th or something? Um, and then what happened in the second moto? Does anybody know? Who is this? Sipes. Brian Sipes. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Some yeah. crash. He crashed one moto. I'm guessing you picked him for Maybe your, fantasy, your fantasy team, JT. That seems like a pick that you would reach Sipes? for. Yeah. I had him at Mount Morris. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Jenny Mikhail, Mikhailov, Crayer meets Goes 21-21. Oh, man. That's like punching yourself in the nuts repeatedly. Clayson. Cade Clayson. Kade Clayson qualified well. Is he from... Another or? club in Mexico. Yeah, another club, yeah. Um, what else? Anything else? Anyone? Okay. Do we move on to the word of the day?
1: Sipes, um, huh? there's one, as you guys might know, there's one conflicting sponsor that is preventing this Sipes replacing Millsaps thing from happening.
3: Oh, oh, you like I've heard that, but is that for real?
1: Yeah. No. What's, what's it's pretty the, obvious now that if you think about it. I mean, he's clearly he's KTMs. That's no problem. Yeah. I'm sure the tires aren't a problem. hmm. Rockstar's not a problem. Okay. You know, he's wearing the same helmet. I believe, oh, that I team. think
3: I know where you're going with this. There's a, there's a gear company holding him back.
1: Yeah, I, I just hate to say that because then it makes it sound like the gear company's essing him. But I mean, what are you going to do? The team has a team gear deal. He's probably getting paid by the other gear company. Like, it shouldn't be that simple. Uh, but I know some people probably hear this and be like, come on, that's that's not fair. They're screwing the guy over, but what are you right. supposed to do? Like, he wants to get the money so, from that gear company. He's not, not going to be like, hey, could I not wear your gear and
3: still get paid? Well, So nope. you, you think a fill-in ride would be no money then? It would be a no money deal. Okay. And what about his GNCC sponsors?
1: Well, that's what I mean. I guess he'd have to go
3: back. How, how do you do the, that?
1: The good news is at this point there aren't any conflicts on the weekends. Oh. Yeah, he can race every national and not miss a GNCC because they're done until September. Oh, at uh, summer break, so okay. that's actually not a problem. So I guess it's just a matter of can you? He almost double dip. Become a. Uh, J- it would be to be one Industries guy.
3: JT, do you know what kind of gear he's wearing now? He's MSR. Uh, I think he's wearing MSR.
1: Yeah. So it's like it's one you can't expect one. I guess to let MSR guy ride their bike under their tent, but vice versa, I don't. You can't expect okay. MSR to be like, yeah, just keep sending the checks you just wear that one industry's gear all summer. Well, of
3: course not but wouldn't you just say okay hey can we terminate our agreement and that's it?
1: Yeah but he wants the agreement to come back I'm sure when he goes back to racing the other series uh, in September. Yeah. I, mean?
0: yeah I don't think they want I don't think either of them want to terminate it.
1: Right which is understandable like I hate this is just the facts. it's just unfortunate because I know some people are going to think this isn't fair but it actually kind of is I guess it's not awesome can but got, I don't expect what would you expect either company to do right?
3: Can you hear Rocky barking? I'm trying to make him quiet but. He's he's not, he's not being quiet.
1: And then I, Millsaps is uh, not not
3: not 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 racing.
1: I asked over and over. I gave I think over and over. I'm like, come on, is, is it something shady? Is something? They had very good information on this foot injury. Very good information that makes me think it truly is just a foot injury. I know, I know. A lot of rumors that it's not just an injury. <laughs> Bike team money whatever it could be. So. Okay. So the foot injury information seemed very logical, very factual, very believable.
3: Well, Carlos was telling me the same thing last weekend. Of course, Carlos is his buddy and works at KTM and everything else. But I just wrote it off to Carlos being, you know, maybe being snowed by Millsaps too. You know,
1: even in a in a blind t- t- taste test, because I so I talked to Bobby Hewitt, the team owner, about all this, and then I just he didn't know this conversation was going on. He had not consulted with Bobby ahead of time. I just turned to Gallon, the team manager, and just say. So there's nothing shady about Millsaps. And he's like, no, the foot won't heal. So they had no time to consult with each other, but they did the exact same answer. So I know everyone thinks it's shady. Well, it seems shady. It apparently really is just an injury. Okay, Is the
0: problem them someone putting their foot in their mouth over this press release about him returning to Muddy Creek?
1: Yeah, and Bobby admitted that's on him. He said, you know, the three or four times he was going to come back, what, Houston, St. Louis, whatever it was, last Supercross, Glen Helen, Muddy Creek said they should have just never done that.
3: Hmm. Well, if I'm Kawasaki, which is where he's rumored to go next year, I'm really freaking out about this longest-running foot injury in the history of the world.
1: Well, I don't know if you can say that. That's the problem. When did he really hurt it? What is it, October or something?
3: When did he really hurt it?
1: When did he really hurt the foot? Not his knee. He had a knee injury yeah, last year.
3: Yeah, no, right? I, I, I don't know when he hurt it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So,
1: you know what I mean? Like, if you look at a lot of sports, to have a foot injury and literally not be able to do anything for a year is not completely out of the question.
3: Oh, I don't know, bro. Really? Yeah. A I mean, year? I mean, dude, a in year? He didn't have to do the foot injury. They're, tw- like, I said, he's done for the He's this year. tweeting about him, you know, he's at the beach and hanging out. Like, he's not immobile with this with this foot injury and I'm not saying he's faking it. I'm saying how bad can it be? He's he's clearly having a semi active life.
1: So Yeah, I don't know like, if that's the same as. Well, I'm just riding I mean 50 foot long rut. that I was talking about. It's not about. some
3: external fixator and he's like, "Oh god, surgery again." And you know. Yeah, and Bobby even said that.
1: He said it is a problem that when he comes to the races he can just walk around fine, but then he gets on the motorcycle and it's not right. Yeah. And that also slowed it up, too, because, remember, he tore his ACL. So the whole time he had a torn ACL, I thought the foot was probably good by then. And then it's like the knees healed, whatever it was, three or four months later. He finally gets on the bike, and he's like, oh, crap. Mm. The foot's actually still bad.
3: Okay, so he's going to miss a year, and he's going to race supercars next year. That's going to be a tough, tough deal yeah. for him.
1: Yeah. There's yeah, no I doubt. I will deny that. They said there's
2: a chance
1: that he could maybe be back for the last two or three, but at this point... I don't think they want to commit to anything because they've obviously already ruffled too many feathers with people like us thinking something's up because they say he's back and he's not.
3: If I'm MSR, I'm saying, hey, Sipes, you're going to take a cut in pay and we're just going to pay you per GNCC, you race, and you are MSR, and we will let you go to this Rockstar team. Right? Isn't that the proper way to do it, JT? I mean, isn't I, that, I mean, isn't that? not the 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 way that decent human beings handle handle this?
0: Yeah, but they spent money, and I don't know. It's pretty competitive. It's tough to. Stop. Okay. I mean, we just we did we dealt with it with you know Weston. Um,
3: yeah, and you guys did the right thing.
0: Yeah, okay. I, I know. I I can see both sides of it, though. You know, I don't know what terms have been proposed. You know, like what each side have offered each other to do. Mm. You know, so.
3: Okay. Uh, Weege, I've yet to watch the TV show, but you worked in Duck Bill Platypus. Barely. <laughs> Barely. There was much concern on some text going around that you were not going get to get to it.
1: Um, I'm glad I actually did it when I did it, because I realized that the last moto was not live. So, because I didn't do it until then, I knew there'd be extra drama. Yep. It'd be, if people were watching on the web, they could see it live. If they were watching Cooper Webb on the web. They'd have been fine, but if they were waiting for the TV show, they they would have been wondering had it already happened, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the plan. I, I had a I had a plan for it in the 450s. Forgot about it on Mav TV. Didn't know if duck Build platypus was what NBC was looking for for our first network show of the year. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, how am I going to cram this square peg into a round hole in this last moto? Well. So
3: uh, by be- the by the way, uh, everyone that uh, sent me tweets about the commercials, amount of number commercials, I blame it on you. I told them to to email to email you ok so, no problem I guess there was a lot of commercials I don't know people were not happy too many commercials yeah there's
1: there, we had this big battle I can't even remember all the ins and outs last year I think it was Redbud right it's one of the worst commercially laden there was uh, that, uh, a plane crash too they had to cut uh, it in the news like it was, you basically saw virtually no dirt bike racing last year at Redbud I mean this was better but it's definitely much worse than the non-network shows so it's hard okay. All right. Commercials and also um, things within the show that are sponsored. But yeah. it just is what it is, man.
3: All right. Uh, so word of the day this week. What do you got, JT? Have you been thinking about it? You got I have here? a request. No more animals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had so two. It's I, had, getting, uh... like,
1: I keep having to do the same fallback, like but just like the Chupacabra thing. And then in this yeah. case, I had to call Cooper Webb at Duckbill Platypus. I'm like... <laughs> well, give me forty animals, and I'll just name each claim each rider is similar to
3: right, right, right. Okay. Um. All right.
1: That's it's a it's a crappy fallback.
3: I had accoutrement. <laughs> well, I don't know what that is.
1: Is that spelled accoutrement?
3: Yes, it is. Yes, that's how you say that. Yeah. I what like what it? is it, French? French? Uh, please help me. What is it?
1: Uh,
0: I like think it's like all the uh,
3: um, like details.
0: Yeah, details, and it can be all the you know if yeah. you're talking about a dinner, it could be all the sides and all the right. uh, tableware okay. and all that stuff. It could be a, it can be. I think I never knew applied. how to
3: pronounce it. I've seen it written though. Yeah, how do you pronounce yeah. it? Accoutrement. Huh. Hmm. Well,
0: um, yeah, or faux pas. I had faux pas <laughs> written down. <laughs> I think well.
3: faux pas is too easy. F- faux pas is way too easy. Okay.
1: Yeah, faux is too
3: easy. Um, hmm. What about... uh? What about... Uh, can you wear crushed pepper? <laughs> crushed pepper. I, I would like to try, actually. Yeah, because you That's know why so I good. said that? You know why I said that? Because we're out of crushed pepper, and, and my wife put it on the list. Uh, to get. What about
1: what about if it is truly the sides to a meal, like the details? Mm-hmm. Could we have a kuchenov crushed
3: pepper? <laughs> we, if you feel so bold, you could. Uh, uh, I think I can give it a shot. Okay, you pick which one you want. I was right. thinking about cottage cheese as well. Oh, yeah, not bad. Yeah, cottage cheese is not bad. <laughs> and you could, you know, you could say it. While the camera pans this fence and then perhaps get fired. But. Oh. uh, (laughs) uh, What do you want? What do you want? You pick, Weech. Uh, I'm going to try to go for both. Uh, Accoutrement of Crushed Pepper? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Getting cocky. Yeah, he is. No, well,
1: the. I can't guarantee. They have to be together. I mean, I think I can do it together, but.
0: Yeah. They don't have to be together, nor do they have to be even both used. I mean,
1: okay.
2: Totally. Yeah, I like used.
0: That. I,
1: I'm pretty sure I get in both. I don't know, together. Because to be honest, it's supposed to be word. And, and we're already at the three at that point. So,
3: Yeah. Well, that's, fact, why, that's why I was did, saying did to
1: you. you is duckbill even allowed, or should we just had to stick with platypus?
3: Yeah, like some, guy, some guy tweeted me and said, we don't call it duckbill. We just call it platypus. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks. Um, the same you know,
1: duck. I actually had a dream on Saturday night. This is terrible. These are the things I worry about. I woke up Sunday morning, and I had a dream that I had a text from our buddy Moser saying I said it too quickly. And they went to the judges to determine if it was actually legal or if it was too quick. And it was determined that it didn't count. Really? This is what I dreamed that I got a text from our buddy Moser saying that. They went to the judges, (laughs) and the judges said it was said too quickly. (laughs) And Doug Bull Platypus this week will not count.
3: And you're like, no! Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's going to be a protest, I'm sure.
3: How was GL this week?
1: GL is GL, dude.
3: <laughs> Just crushing it on the daily.
1: <laughs> he's awesome. I, but much like he's awesome in his way, it's not necessarily my style. Yep. Like, I, I wouldn't... I knew to... It's not quite Jim Holly level, mm-hmm. but when I first took the Supercross webcast, Alan Selk, our audio engineer, who I know you know, Mathis, he's like, I'll give you some advice. You can hang out with Jim, but don't share a rental car with him, because <laughs> you don't want to ever get into a situation with Jim that you just can't escape.
2: can't get out of.
1: Because you just never know right. like, where you'll end up, how it'll go down. Um, GL and, and I were together this weekend. He didn't have a rental car. We were fine. But it's just, in general, yeah. Like you just never know, man. The guy's all action all the time. Like. He, <laughs> God bless them.
0: It's a, it's a similar situation where I used to make sure that my name was uh, disconnected from a few racers on our tickets if we were booked together, like going overseas for, with a promoter. I would make sure that they separated us for this reason. Did not want to be
2: uh,
0: in in any sort of customs or
3: yeah uh, border border
0: situation with my name on the same
3: reservation as them. Right. Yeah. Good wise wise words. And um, what's similar
1: again. With that, with both Langston and Holly, there's no denial of it. Like, if the, both of them were on this call right now, they'd be like, "Yeah, probably a good move."
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they
1: have the, they're they good are point. fully aware of who they are and they're proud of it, which you probably would be. Mm-hmm. They've become so, self-aware.
3: So, they're both world champions. Both world champions. <laughs> they're both world champions.
1: And Langston, as you'd imagine, I mean, the stories are awesome because he yeah. when yeah. if it's just the bench racing part, I mean. There wasn't a championship he was in that wasn't crazy. Yeah. You know, so just oh. start there. Rhino battles, Mike Brown battles, Tim Ferry not getting starts in 07 battles. Maybe I gotta go there next. Ugh. Um that's pretty good.
3: Um all right. Muddy Creek wrap up BTO Sports dot com Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing. Fox Racing, the leader in innovative gear, helmets, boot, technology, foxhead dot com. And of course Pulpamex is the code you use at btosports.com. Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, thanks guys. I appreciate it. Good luck with those words, Weege, because you're gonna need it. Really? Yeah, yeah, I don't know how you're gonna do it.
1: I, but, I might even have to put out a cocky Ken
3: Roxon tweet about this. <laughs> well, the way you put <laughs> the way you did Eucalyptus was just uh, in your face. Yeah, that was uh, that was yeah. That was you taking eucalyptus take, was definitely putting it out there. That was Larry Bird walking into the three point uh shootout at the All-Star game and going, which one of you guys is going to get second today? That's what that was.
1: <laughs> no, it was actually, I knew it would apply best to Chad Reed, but when he got the whole shot, I I don't want to turn into a step-up gate here, but I was like, I don't know if he's going to be here for long. I better get in.
3: <laughs> it was bold, yeah. Alright, thanks guys. See ya. See ya. See ya.
0: This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by
1: Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross
2: legends, such as The Bad Boy
1: Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbett is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends and we've never talked since Brian Lunis before the 500 event Dave and I fly to Germany go down to Stuttgart there's this little shop out the back of the mall factory we get our cylinders take them back and you know off we go and you know we ran Nicosil cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production.
3: And and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing, and and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone...